Welcome, everybody. This is the U.S. Grace Force Podcast. I'm Doug Barry, along with my very good friend, most excellent, self-identifies as a cardinal, his eminence, Father Richard Heilman. Learning his eminence, right Richard. Now. We still got to figure that out, Father. Is it his eminence, Richard his Heilman? His I don't know what the details are. Yeah, we'll that. figure it out. We'll figure it okay. out. Okay. Our guest tonight is Daniel O'Connor. We're going to be talking about some pretty heavy topics, obviously, but there's a lot going on in the world. We need to address it. We want to help be, by the grace of God, a voice of reason. And of course, everything needs to begin with the grace of God through prayer. So we're going to turn this over, as always, to you, Father. Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Father. And as always, we thank everybody out there who supports the U.S. Grace Force podcast. Your prayers, your encouragements, your comments, your ideas through your comments, very, very helpful to us always. And we're very, very thankful for that. You're in our prayers. We thank all of you out there also who support us through the Patreon program. That is a powerful way, as I've always said, to help us continue to get this message out, to keep the lights on, to keep the cameras moving, and to get all the technical side paid for so we can continue to spread this message through these means as long as we have them and we want to be thankful for that so if you're interested in joining the patreon program please click the link in the description below and you are in our prayers thank you so much for that tonight we've got daniel o'connor we've been wanting to get you on daniel this is awesome and oh it's an honor to be here i've been a fan of your work for a very long time so thank uh, you thanks for appreciate coming. that appreciate that yeah i love the stuff you've been doing uh and of course this is this is a topic these topics the war in Israel right now, which broke out uh, at the time we recorded this just last weekend. And it's a pretty devastating uh, moment right now, especially for the people over in that region. Uh, but we've had prophecy out there, uh, church-approved prophecy and mystics from the past who have talked about times and tribulations that would intensify. And there are many who believe that we're in that time frame right now. And of course, the big question is what lies ahead. And while we know we can't specifically nail down times and we always want to qualify that with people who watch our program is we are not saying this date, that date, and so forth. But we are saying that the warnings, the messages have been pretty clear, Daniel. They have for quite some time. And and, and we're going to address some of that. I just want to say real quick, you're a professor at a SUNY uh, Community College, I believe. You're, you're a father. You're a husband. You have written a couple of different books. You've got a new one out on on um, the UFO deception idea yes, here. Yes. Um, just give us a brief synopsis of, of what that is so people can be aware of that. Wow. That's, uh, I, I believe this is the great deception that they're going to present to us these extraterrestrial saviors. And I think that if anything hells the Antichrist is that. You know, it is a, I've actually got it right here. It's a huge book, massive, wow. as you can see. Don't worry. You don't have to read the whole thing cover to cover. I set it up very carefully so you can... Uh, consult individual chapters, very detailed table of contents. You can use it as a reference work. But this this notion that there's aliens out there and that now there's aliens in here, at, here on Earth, they're here to save us. They're here to give us this new leap in our revolution. They've got all these new teachings. This is, it's amazing how much this idea has infiltrated even the church. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have realized it if you hadn't done the research. And I've been spending the last few years doing so much research, I, I can barely even begin to quantify it. But this is a massive, massive deception brewing. So I encourage you to be on guard against it. And mm. again, my book there is called Only Man Bears His Image. Only Man Bears His Image. Awesome. Okay, we'll have a link to that in the description and, and other things that you've done and other ways for people to get a hold of you. 
uh, to consult you for other information. And you were also part of, of a variety of other uh, podcasting and, and, and other organizations that are, that are moving towards helping people understand and kind of work their way through a lot of the times that we're in. What mm -hmm. other areas are you tied in uh, to, to help get that information out? Well, I believe you had Mark and Christine on recently here. So they're good friends of mine. I collaborate with them over on Countdown to the Kingdom. Um, I've got my own blog, dsdoconnor.com. I own YouTube as well, uh, dsdoconnor. So I'm always trying to put stuff out to help people discern the signs of the times in the light of faith. Look at what's happening compared to uh, scripture, compared to what the prophecies and private revelation are saying. And why? So that we can know how much food to buy and what investments to make no so that we can be spiritually encouraged to prepare our souls for the times ahead not that i'm against having a few 50 pound bags of rice that's probably a good idea but <laughs> above all to get your soul ready yeah. why do I, I i i say this all the time my my followers are probably sick and tired of hearing me say it but i emphasize these things simply because by understanding that we're approaching these great apocalyptic events these long foretold events that helps us. That helps us to be more zealous, to do the same thing we should be doing anyway, which is becoming saints. Get our yeah. souls right with God, pray the rosary, evangelize, all that. One of the most powerful ways to be incentivized, to be encouraged to do that with more zeal than ever before is realizing that time's running out to do it with. Yeah. Yeah. So Daniel, uh, help us understand. I, I know in previous podcasts, uh, there was some talk about October and uh, here, on the Feast of Our Lady of Victory, now Our Lady of the Rosary, uh, commemorating the Battle of Lepanto in 1571, when what? The Ottoman Turks felt that we were so divided and depleted that it was, it, it was easy for them to come and take control. And that's when the remnant forces rose up and uh, miraculously, and, and Pope Pius V thought, the rosary played a significant role in that, uh, greatly outnumbered. Uh, there was a victory uh, over that. I, don't, I can't help but feel right now, Daniel, that it, it, it's it, it's just like that in our world right now. We're depleted. We're divided. And I, I keep using the term, we're easy pickings right now. It seems for the devil to just waltz in and, and, and take control. And I... I'd, I'd use your help on this too, but it it, it does seem like this um, ruling class, these elites, this new world order, uh, has been, you know, uh, growing and and becoming more prominent, uh, more influential. I think they it feels like you can help us with that too, but it feels like they own and operate all the levers of influence in, in our world, thereby you know uh, indoctrinating people in the, the way they want to. But uh, but then on the very morning of this feast, uh, Israel is bombed and attacked. And uh, after we've been saying, you know, maybe there's possibly something's coming in October. I don't know. Can you speak to that, um, Daniel? You know, what what are the prophecies? What what is scripture? What what is it saying about this time right now that we're in? You know, I. There's, there's so many different things being said that we'd have to we'd have to go on for a while to get to hit even yeah. a fraction of it, but we'll, we'll get to a few things today. Yeah, just to but you know when you were talking. I, sorry, I just want to let the audience know yeah. this is going to be a seven-hour podcast. Yes, okay. so buckle seven up, hours. get your popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But um, a seven hours, we might scratch the surface. But no, it's, you know, thankfully, you can get the gist of it across quickly. You can, you can um, put it all you know, in a nutshell here. But when you were talking, Father, I was thinking about scripture, actually. And, and I didn't prepare this before because it didn't cross my mind beforehand. But it just hit me when you were speaking about Jesus saying, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, know that the time of, of and now I can't remember the rest of the verse, but but he's giving this apocalyptic warning. Of, and of course, we've seen Jerusalem surrounded by armies before. Of course, I'm not saying that alone proves anything definitively, but it's a reminder for us. When we see that Jerusalem itself, the Holy Land itself, is suddenly embroiled in war, that's almost like God's way to prick our consciences, just even in isolation of all the thousand other things that clearly tell us that something's going on today. But seeing Israel itself, and as you said, right on the Feast of Our Lady of Victory, it's almost like a slap in Our Lady's face. for the. And, and there was the same thing then, of course, with Lepanto, the Islamic invaders, and we've got more now Islamic invaders in the Holy Land. And it's not going to stop there, though. It's happening. I believe our Lord is letting it happen right here in October, right when the prophecies have said, watch out for this Islamic infiltration into the Holy Land. It's going to proceed to... What at least what a number of alleged seers have said, this is going to spread throughout Europe. From that front, from the Russia, Ukraine front, we're going to see this war spreading through Europe. And that could well be what those prophecies were speaking of. And as Doug said, we don't have timetables. I certainly don't. But I can look at what's happening and compare it to what's been foretold. And, and I can just say, logically, it looks, looks pretty close here. <laughs> looks mm -hmm. like we're seeing a fulfillment of what we've been told about year after year after year, prophet after prophet, seer after seer, with war uh, creeping through Europe in combination with economic collapse, persecution, and natural disasters. And, you know, the natural disasters, they're not getting as much headline now for obvious reasons. People are more worried about, you know, a war spreading, understandably so, but e even more people died in, in this single earthquake in Afghanistan than, than have died yet in this um, particular war. And, and unfortunately, the war is raging on, so I'm sure its death toll will surpass it. But uh, I think it was one alleged seer. And again, I'm, so these, these living seers I'll mention, I'm not at all claiming uh, certainty in them. These are people I'm discerning. I'll always submit to any, any church de uh, decisions when they're rendered. But Gisela Cardi is one alleged seer who uh, was told that earthquakes would pick up at this time as well. And then suddenly we've got Afghanistan hit by this huge one at the same time, right as October's rolling in um we've been living in a time of a little window of opportunity since covid and i won't go into detail don't worry because the platform we're on here but um so of course we got to be careful but we, it's okay we don't need to re you guys have heard that all already you know what we were dealing with how apocalyptic that was in its own right with the church this this diabolical capitulation to the world when the church is sh universally shut its doors and, and then this is the the almost universal cessation of the holy sacrifice of the mass which we've never seen before in the history of the church that created this spiritual black hole and i think with covid it was boot camp for the faithful to test us and prepare us for what was coming next and i think the devil was also using it as a war game because he doesn't know the future perfectly so he's got to kind of refine his strategy so I think he was wargaming with that, but God's permissive will was allowing that to be a boot camp for us. And then when that faded, we've had about a year, maybe a little more now, of relative, at least in relation to 2020 and 2021, this relative ease of mobility and, and doing things and, and this relative lack of tyranny. 
That's been this window of opportunity. God has given us this window of opportunity to see how we use it, to see if we're using it wisely, to see if we are seeing the signs of the time, as, as Jesus says in the gospel, putting oil in our lamps. Because that window, as I've been, as I've been repeating to my listeners all the time for the last several months, that window is going to close soon. Hmm. And with this war in Israel, as the harbinger, you couldn't imagine a more prophetically significant place for this to start. A lot, except for Russia, maybe Russia and the Holy Land. We got it started. We got this war starting in both of the most prophetic, imaginable fronts you could think of, relating you know, Israel, of course, all the way back to Scripture, Russia to Our Lady Fatima. Sp it's going to start spreading, most likely. I pray it doesn't. I pray I'm completely wrong. I do not want. I don't. I do not want to be right here. Although we'll probably have to put a new, another video up a few months from now saying we told you so. But I don't want to be right. But if it spreads, we've got that with the natural disasters continuing combined with the great apostasy spreading in the church itself, which the synod is opening the doors for. I can't think, I can't think of one thing that we should know to look out for, for the great long prophesied events. I can't think of one thing we should look out for that we aren't seeing right now. Yeah, Daniel, as you're saying all this, I, everything you're saying, I agree with. And I know that it's interesting. I'm looking up something right now. I'm out of the monitor here. I wanted to read something, get your take on it. Um, you know, there are a lot of people out there, of course, you got the, the people who are following the talk and the conversation about these, again, alleged seers and, and uh, alleged uh, visionaries and such and messengers. And I like to use the term, I keep them at arm's length. Um, if they haven't violated the church and the church hasn't in any way found a reason to, to say they've been speaking in contradiction to the deposit of the faith, then, okay, let's pay attention and see. Because there was a time when the children of Fatima were considered kind of off their rocker. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. There was a woman, um, let me think, her name was, oh yeah, St. Bernadette Suru, who they said, they thought she was crazy. And then she was asked to go dig in the dirt and eat the mud and the weeds of the dirt. And then now we have a miraculous spring with dozens and dozens of crutches and all kinds of instruments of people's that show of their healings. But at the time she was considered crazy. And so, yes, we do have that. Now there are some, as we, we know, that are found to be um, not authentic, but I think, as you've said, let's pay attention. Let's listen. Let's discern. Let's put it all on the table. And as St. Paul said, um, and when we did the, the interview with Mark Mallet, your friend, he he brought that out too. He said, you know, St. Paul makes that point. Don't despise prophecy, but discern it, go through it and keep what's good. Right. And so with that being said, the talk of something happening in October, and I agree with Father, uncanny that this would happen. The Holy Land gets attacked in a barrage that is really unprecedented when you consider the magnitude of the rockets that were fired mm -hmm. and the gravity of the abuse when they came into into Israel and went to a music festival and opened fire, killed 260 people or so, drug women by their hair back across the border or back across the line into Gaza, into the Strip. Okay, the conversation that we've heard that there's been rape and, and assault and all this sort of thing going on, unbelievable. And yet there are still people out there who will say, ah, I'm not buying this October thing. Now, can we say, as you said, definitively? No, maybe we can't. But there is something very unusual about the timing of it. His father already mentioned, you you qualified as well. But in addition to that, we've got this report. Father, you'd sent me this article earlier today. And this is from Eva Vlardingerbrook. Can't pronounce your name. She's from Denmark. But she says in this conversation about what's going on over in that region right now, that Hamas just announced that this Friday, the 13th, which is October 13th, 
will be a day of, quote, day of general mobilization in the Arab and Islamic world, unquote. So, Daniel, I'm curious your thoughts on another possible, allowed by God, you know, monumental event that could take place even on the 13th, at the time we record this, just four, three, four days away, four days away. What do you think about that? What do you think about that message coming from them and the fact that the 13th, anybody who pays attention knows, Akita, October 13th, Fatima, October 13th. The 13th has been a, a, a critical day in other prophetic moments of history. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. and Pope Leo the 13th, Pope Leo the 13th yeah. on October 13th, uh, 18, what was it, 1884, 884, had, that was his vision when he saw mm -hmm. God and Satan being given that, being having that conversation where right. Satan was given greater power and time. So it, yeah, it's this extraordinary day. And, and, you know, with fa this uh, alleged year, Father Oliveira, I, you know, I, I see no reason to reject him. So I'm discerning him. Of course, we don't know exactly who he is. So I can't do a rigorous discernment of him not knowing exactly who he is. But but I think he's very much worth considering. He's been told by a lady something about that day. Now it might be just for him, a sign or maybe something for the whole world. But certainly a number of seers over the last couple of years have warned of guerrilla warfare. And I've seen that phrase come up a number of times in recent alleged messages erupting throughout the streets in various places and when i just think about that prophecy that's come up a number of times that could unfortunately make a lot of sense if you consider it in relation to this general mobilization of islamic terrorists throughout the mm -hmm. world you know they, i think they call them like sleeper cells in secular discourse right is that what you kind of have in mind doug Those yeah like yeah I, and that and that is you know you you hear about this the the um there was talk of um, another radio show uh, that there has been a call for uh, burning cities in France, mm -hmm. the migrant call for for migrants who have been coming in, Muslim migrants who have been coming in, to mobilize them to to burn cities in France, Marseille, wow. Paris, you know, to go after these places in in part to try to distract and draw attention away from an Israeli, um, you know, retaliation against against the, against Hamas and Hezbollah. So, you know, the fact that those have been connected to prophecies, too, uh, when we had Xavier Arell on recently, he he talked about, you know, the the mystic uh, Marie Julie Jehenny, who had talked about this war that would erupt. And she's approved, if I'm not mistaken. Is that that's correct? Right, Daniel? Yeah. Yeah. She's an approved and I, mystic. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of uncertain as to exactly what what she said and what's been attributed to her. And I'm not an expert in that. So I'm sure right. Xavier knows more than I do. Right. But somewhere in there, the fact that uh, he had, he'd went down this list that Paris would would actually be under tremendous attack and, and Marseille, I think, was another. And now we've got conversation going on about that. Now, we always have to say we're not being definitive here, but we do need to put this out there because when these reports come out in the news and then you've got Catholics out there or anybody who's paying attention to any of these prophecies, you know, they're trying to put pieces together. We're trying to alleviate fear. We don't want fear to be what drives us. But we also want there to be enough, um, I like to say, situational awareness and a self-defense mindset mm. that you pay attention to what's going on around you because that will dictate some of the decisions that you make then. And you want to be wise in your decisions. If you're going to go here, go there, but you're getting reports of this and that, they look like they're credible, or maybe we should pay closer attention to it and so forth. 
but I do think, yeah, what you said, the idea of sleeper cells, we've got a lot of unknown variables, of course. Um, but these things, as you talk about the prophecies of this, th there's something about the Holy Land. Can you can you give me your thoughts on that? The fact that the Holy Land is under attack. And I don't, let's don't look at it as just the, you know, the nation of, of, of Israel per se, but this is the Holy Land. What importance and significance do you think that has to the bigger picture of prophecy and revelation and so forth? Well, there's the big one, which is the, and a lot of evangelical uh, commentators on prophecy are very fixated on this. And, and Catholic prophecy is not as much, but it doesn't dism dis dismiss it either. This, this really apocalyptic harbinger of this attempt to rebuild the the temple, you know, is, you know, the Jews haven't had a sacrifice since the time of Christ, which of course, and there's a reason for that. It's because we now have the new and eternal covenant. We, we don't need those sacrifices anymore. And every attempt to rebuild the temple in Israel has apocalyptically, semi-apocalyptically failed for good reason, because, but this third temple, when it's, when they try to really rebuild it, perhaps successfully, that's said to be a major harbinger of the Antichrist. And what exact, that, I'm not saying that is, you know, exactly related to war in Israel, but it could well be. It could, when when these major events are going on in Israel, you know, the when was it? In the 1967 or whatnot, the last time there was a major war there, Israel wound up acquiring a ton more power, right? Mm. A ton more land. And who knows if this could ironically be a, and I'm not even trying to take sides politically right now, because I don't have this, I don't have the politics of the Israel-Palestinian situation at all mastered i just I, I know we need to pray for peace that i know that much but um if if this winds up being some sort of major explosion of of israeli power and and you know we all know they have nukes they don't i don't think they publicly admit to that but we all know that israel has nukes so they've got this exponentially in, enhanced power beyond what even their you know infantry and whatnot do this this could this could kind of really put Israel into the into the betting for what's going on on the prophetic scene. And if this starts moving in the direction of a rebuilding of the temple, that's I mean, you better start watching out for the Antichrist when that starts happening. Hmm. Yeah, whether uh, there's going to be uh, riots in the streets or or whatever. And of course, we saw that in 2020 with the George Floyd riots. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You know, you, you hope that doesn't happen. But I don't know. I'm just using my logical brain. I mean. Uh, this is Israel, okay? Uh, the world uh, and the the powers that be right now, they're going to have to take sides, mm. you know. And and then when somebody crosses a line they shouldn't have, and then another one, and they're that's the part that at least my logical brain looks to is is that this this could escalate into a world conflict because of this need to take sides in this in this whole matter and it seems like the holy land there's something about it of course there's something about it but but it seems like it, it's it's uh it's a it's a place that that matters uh, whether it's muslims or christians catholics uh jews whatever uh it, it truly matters and and uh I, I don't know i that's that's what i'm looking to right now is that where is this going you know where is this going because um, I, I, my logical brain says they they're, they're going to need to take sides. I don't know if you want to comment on that, Daniel. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing as I don't, I don't know, and I'm I'm certainly no international relations expert, but I can't think of any particular political conflict that's as prone to strife and and dissension and, and just polarization as as the Israel Palestinian Israeli Palestinian one. That when something starts happening there, even aside from its immense scriptural and, and prophetic importance when just its political value when something happens there that's of such a magnitude that it demands that various countries take sides on right. that's almost a guarantee that it's going to spiral out of control as far as i can yeah. see because this is we're not dealing with the same world now as we as we were in the previous wars with israel in the 60s or the 40s even we've got this is we are in an exponentially worse state of affairs right now with everything going on with Russia and Ukraine and with just with the whole new world order stuff. I mean, we've got a perfect storm, a perfect storm of perfect storms with all of these converging fronts right now. And it would take, it, it would, it would be impossible almost for them to not combine into some sort of storm, the likes of which we've never seen before. Well, add to that too, is that I think we've lost our moral anchor Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, that we're, a lot of people are using the term very flippantly. We're in the post-Christian era. You know, like, oh, that was a fun while, ride while it lasted, you know. But what is, okay, let's say we are in a post-Christian era. What did Christianity bring? Well, they brought morals. They brought values. Uh, they, 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 they brought um, a, a, a desire to want to live in truth, okay? Uh, not lie, cheat, and steal. Yet in a post-Christian era, that's very much on the table. That that you, you it, what matters is power, and that's of course that's Satan's realm. You know, I can get to I can get to the place of power and control however I want, and that seems to be the force that we're facing right now in this uh, you know quote unquote post-Christian era. That that we've lost that anchor and, and an ability to fight, but fight fair, or you know, or, or to stand on principles and values, uh, you know, I think it was uh, President John Adam, who's who I think it was 1786, if I'm not mistaken. So right after the, the Constitution was written, he says, "Listen, this isn't going to stand because this was written for moral and religious people, and mm -hmm. and we lose that. No, we lose the Constitution, and it seems like that's the place we're in right now here in the United States." And worldwide, it just we we've lost our 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 anchor in in, in these morals and values that come from uh, well come come from God ultimately, but from sacred scripture from from truth. And so it, we we seem very vulnerable then right now. This that's where I'm I'm thinking. And I, I really want to I want to quickly say this too. We talked about how this attack on Israel came on the morning of the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary originally Our Lady of Victory, commemorating the Battle of Ponto. Well, Doug and I, that afternoon, were processing the most holy, blessed sacrament of our Lord, the Eucharist, through the streets of Washington, D.C. And, you know, I, I felt it was going to be pro profound. I got to actually carry our Lord in the, in the monstrance uh, in that procession. And, uh, you know, and to understand that the most powerful nation in the world and just hearing, you know, hours earlier that uh, Israel, the Holy Land, was under attack, um, 
some people might go, well, wait, we prayed for 54 days and we're having this rosary coast to coast and we're persisting through Eucharist. Why is Israel attacking when we're doing it? Well, I think we're being shown how we need to pray right now, like they did in the Battle of Lepanto. You know, they were losing, they were getting crushed until Pius V said, come on, nation, pray the rosary. I think we're being shown something very clearly what we need to do right now. And 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 so I felt that's what was going on with what we were doing that afternoon when uh, the Holy Land was under attack. There, there's needs to be a call. I'm wearing the I'm wearing the shirt unite, you know, united at the foot of the cross. We need to become supernaturally strong and we need to unite. We are divided and we're diminished right now, like Christianity was in 1571. Uh, we're, and, and we're sitting ducks. I pray, I pray, I pray that whatever it takes. Remember 9-11? The church is filled up. You know, maybe this is it. I just hope it is. But but we've got to get to uh, the, the reading this morning was uh, Mary of Martha and Mary at the feet of Jesus. At the foot of our Savior, right? We need to get to that place, close, tight in, united together once again. And I just hope and pray that 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 um, that we can get there before it's too late. And wouldn't you say, Daniel, that that's really what the prophecies were pointing to? Uh, that if we don't fill in the blank, okay, then a chastisement will will come. Well, what's the fill in the blank, Daniel? Yeah, right. Chastisements are almost always conditional now we know there's going to be some we know we're yeah the other reading was jonah going to nineveh right oh yeah that was exactly that was this morning yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so it's and and, you know unfortunately i've got to say it's too late in the game for us to be full-blown nineveh right now because that chance was a long time past well i haven't had any food today (laughs) (laughs) so maybe you're carrying us on on your back there father but it's where there's going to be chastisement, but we must never be defeatists because the details of the scope and the severity and the duration, they are not set in stone. We can still drastically mitigate the chastisements. Our ladies plea for us to pray the rosary, to get to confession, to do the first Saturday devotion, first Friday and first Saturday. If you're not, I strongly, I recommend daily mass if, if it's possible for you with your state in life, but if you're not even ready for that, you can at least start with first Saturday and first Friday. That's what Jesus and Mary have been asking for in the apparitions, um, divine mercy chaplet, uh, fasting, scripture reading. You know, These are the things our lady is calling us to. And these things happening in the world, when we combine them with what's happening in prophecy, we were, we're, we're all, we've got all these committees and pamphlets and, and, and events that we're always scratching I our heads. How do we get people know. back into the pews? And we've got yeah. heaven itself telling us what to do, but we don't care because that's all pious old lady stuff or something. I don't know. Daniel, I, uh, can I jump in real quick? Yeah, you're, please you're, do. You're, you're striking right at something that I very much wanted to uh, bring to the fore and, and, and help people see. Um, a number of years ago, I started what, what, what we call the Holy League. And it, that's that's uh, the name that was that was used for the soldiers in the Battle of Lepanto. But what is it? And here it is. We're calling men in particular because men have to lead as jo- St. Joseph's, okay? We're calling men to gather when? On first Fridays, okay? The Sacred Heart of Jesus in the evening. To do to what? Well, Daniel, you just named it. And the prophecies have pointed to it. 
We get together at 6 p.m. and we expose the Blessed Sacrament. Now, I know people do adoration. We do it in our parish too. But you have the same 8 or 12 people signing up for the individual hours. No, these are knights kneeling alongside of each other before the King of Kings. It's amazing. We play sacred music. We have a scola that, 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 that sings during that. And we pray the rosary during that time. And we have priests in the confessional during that time. Now, we're starting it up here. I was in uh, the Madison area in, in Pine Bluff doing that for a few years, but we're starting it here in Janesville. And our first speaker is probably the most prominent speaker in the entire world. Right, Doug? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, Doug is coming. Thank God. As we kind of, as, as we, I was waiting for the right. most prominent speaker. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I knew, I already knew that was Doug. The entire the most world. Prominent speaker. <laughs> yep. yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but... You do a search for that on Google, most prominent speaker. Yeah. Of yeah, course. So, AI says, right? So the format is real simple. 6 p.m. exposition. Uh, the confession's available. We pray a rosary during that time. We go for an hour. We do, ben or probably 50 minutes, we do benediction. Then we gather together for a fraternal social, pizza and beer and pop and stuff like that, and the amazing talk by our speaker. What do we want to do? We want to get supernaturally strong, and united okay and that's what we're trying to do and this has been a game changer for hundreds and hundreds of men since i've been doing it because it, it gets you back into the seriousness of your faith and that's why i believe all these prophecies have pointed to basically everything we do on that first friday night and we do consecration uh to the sacred heart and consecration to the immaculate heart as well so anyways, please, if you would, go to holyleague.com and look it up and see if you can get it going in your area. It's for men, okay? And uh, we people wondered, if, oh, they're leaving the house and leaving the wife with the kids and, and, and wondered if the wife took exception to that. No, no, no. Virtually 100% of wives are pushing their men out the door, okay? Go and become my strong, supernaturally strong St. Joseph for this house and uh, so it's it's been really great. So I, I just want to say that the attack came on the feast day of Our Lady of Victory that, that commemorates uh, the Holy League. And this November 3rd at St. Patrick's in Janesville, we're going to be doing the Holy League uh, together. And if we could, I, I just want to add this. Could we play the video right now, uh, Doug, if we could play uh, the the uh, the spiritual head of the Holy League is not other than Cardinal Burke, if we could play that right now. Our culture is in the state of grave crisis. Many people no longer believe in God, and Christians around the world are being viciously persecuted, even as the faith itself is increasingly under attack. But we know that God's truth is more powerful than any of these threats. He is calling upon us to give witness to the faith in, in our time. The way that we can give that witness is to be in the state of grace and to spend time with our Lord Jesus Christ, especially in His real presence in the Most Blessed Sacrament. Recognizing the need for men to unite in devotion to the Most Blessed Sacrament, the Holy League was formed. The Holy League is a network of parish-based groups of men who come together on a monthly basis for holy hours with our Lord and the opportunity for confession 
and fraternity. The Holy League invites you to spend time with our Lord in prayer, to purify your hearts through the sacrament of penance, and under the protection of the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the purest heart of St. Joseph, to give your hearts totally to the most sacred heart of Jesus. Could God be calling you to help change the culture that we live in today? Find out more. Visit holyleague.com. He thinks this is exactly what's needed for our time. Please, please, mm -hmm. please consider this. Uh, Daniel, um, you know, here we are. We're at a moment where, like you said, we can mitigate this, but something's coming and we got to be prepared for that. I know, Doug, you've been helping people not only get supernaturally strong, mm -hmm. but also become prepared physically for that too. And that's at uh, beready.com, right? Be, be ready. BRCoalition.com. Yeah, BRCoalition.com. Sorry. BRCoalition.com. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Don't neglect that. I, I, you know, and I don't know what that exactly is about. Now I'm going to have to check that out, Doug. But, yeah, but, yeah. You know, Doug, men, you know, if you got a disability or something, that's fine. That's God's will for you. But if you don't, don't flippantly ignore your, uh, you know, your, your call to be physically strong as well to the extent that you can strong. reasonably. Yeah. That, that's, yep. you're, you're called to be as, yep. as and the also protector. To be prepared, you know, in case something mm -hmm. happens, you know, you, yeah. you have, like you said, the, the hundred pounds of rice or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, the rice, the canned tuna, water. I, I really, yeah. people, I get, I get attacked for saying that that's wise, but I think that's prudent to have those kinds of things ready if you can. Well, you know, I haven't done it yet, but I just was talking <laughs> with Doug earlier today. I said, brother school me because i'm getting there real fast but uh, i would say anytime anybody you know says that we don't need to have a, a certain degree certain degree of natural preparation of course right. the spiritual is always 100 percent first right but i always recommend everybody go back and just reread uh the passage in the old testament of joseph and the seven years of famine and the seven years of, of bounty and that whole piece is very powerful because they prepared for seven years naturally for a seven-year natural disaster famine that was going to hit the land and god's power shone through all of that um daniel we're getting close to running out of time here we're definitely going to have you back on again but oh, thank you i'd be honored israel is at war you've mentioned you've mentioned the prophecy give a synopsis if you could where do you think this is going based on the prophecies and and signs of the times and some of it is logical as father said use your logic everybody look mm -hmm. at what's happening in the news don't just set this stuff on the sidelines to pretend that this is just saber rattling because it isn't anymore um and you you've talked about some of that but where do you think this goes based on prophecy and what you see i think i and, and i i hope and i pray everything i'm about to say is wrong most of it but i believe we're going to see war spreading from the Russia-Ukraine front, from the Israeli-Palestinian front, I think we're going to see that spread through Europe. And I think things are going to boil over more and more and more. It's going to become increasingly impossible for every country to not take a strong side. And I think that is going to become, at one point in the, in the near future, war. Mm -hmm. And I think that is going to put humanity in such dire straits that it's never been before in history, that I think that is going to prime us to beg for the solution of the antichrist which the catechism says will be a religious deception offering men an apparent solution to their problems at the price of apostasy from the truth 
And we see this synod opening up the doors of apostasy. I think the great deception itself might come by way of this extraterrestrial deception, which maybe will will herald the Antichrist. And then and and we're seeing the we're and in tandem with all of that to make sure that no one of goodwill can fail to see that this is heaven sent, at least from God's permissive will, we're going to see the natural disasters exploding in tandem with all of this. And disasters this is that no prophesied. one can blame on global one. And this is all prophesied. Like, okay. And then, you know, when we say, oh, all the floods, it's all just CO2. And then God says, okay, here's an earthquake. Was that CO2 also? Mm. So we're, he's going to make it impossible. Yeah. But, but unfortunately, what does the book of Revelation say? It says, and men did not repent. And men did not repent. And unfortunately, we're not going to see the worldwide conversion, I don't think. I think we need to keep fighting for individual souls, fighting to get it, to evangelize as many as possible because where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Miracles are also going to be happening. Yeah. There's going to be explosion of miracles in tandem with all of this because these great events, God is not outdone. He's going to be there in the whole, in the midst of it all. But he's for, but right now he's forming his Gideon's army. He's purging out. All the we, we started with how many thousands and we're going to be down to 300, whatever that number is in, mm. allegorically. And we're going to have the evil forces of what it was, Midian, 100 something thousand. It's going to be absurd, this absurd difference. But then at the last moment, our, through the intercession of Our Lady, Jesus will triumph and an, and an era of peace will be granted to the world. And whoever I, I, endorses, I, I, I think it's providential that we're recording on the day where we just said the readings are jonah warning nineveh mm -hmm. and what did they do they repented mm -hmm. they put on ashes they fasted okay i think that's what we're called to do right now and i urge everybody to do that and and what we're doing it with the holy league with the men that's the the gospel martha and mary mary was at the feet of jesus she was in adoration and i i half jokingly say i think she was marinating okay she was soaking in everything that jesus wanted to give her that's the that's where why we're weak right now is that we're playing religion doug you and i talk about this all the time you know the hit your hand in the holy water and yeah. you know you punch the clock uh catholicism no 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 we need to have a heart to heart sacred heart immaculate heart our heart with each other and that's what i think we're being called to right now and i do believe that this can be mitigated if 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 only we do the nineveh thing we need to do the Nineveh thing right now. And look how that, that passage ended. And God relented in punishing them. He saw their hearts. And I, I just hope and pray that we can get to that place. Uh, I don't know. Doug, do you want to chime in with that? Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. The the clock in, clock out, you know, punch a clock Catholic mindset has got to change. You know, you it's, I mean, we talk about being better prepared even spiritually, and absolutely we need to do that. But I, I just want to caution that we don't look at it as, well, just don't step out of bounds. Make sure you're keeping your nose clean and dot the I's and cross the T's. Sure, but let's focus on the fourth beatitude. Blessed are the single-hearted, the pure of heart. They will see the face of God. If our focus is the heart of Jesus and the heart of Our Lady, really a deep union with our Lord through the intercession of Our Lady, St. Joseph, if we focus on that and make that our goal, as you say, Father, to be in tune with God, and Daniel, I think that's what you've been, you know, kind of wrapping everything up in is we've got to have that deep spiritual moment where it's not about just checking the boxes and doing it right. That's good. But what's the motivation behind it? A heart to heart connection with almighty God, with our Lord, with our blessed mother and through adoration and prayer and confession and, and fasting and so forth. Um, 
And I just think that, that that's something that every single one of us can do no matter where we are. Daniel, quick comment from me if you could. Well, not quick, but just, you know, give us, I know we're short on time here, but, um, you know, Fatima, Our Lady gave the peace plan. It was pray the rosary. It was convert. It was sacrifice and pray. She shows the children the vision of hell on July 13th, 1917, and said, this is where poor sinners go who have nobody to pray for them or make sacrifices. So she makes it clear that we can't sit in, the, in any kind of negotiations between Hamas, you know, Palestinians and, 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 and Jews, we, Israel, Israel, the leadership in Israel. We can't do that. But every time I pick up my rosary and pray my rosary here, every time right. I fast, I was in adoration today, you know, or go to daily mass. Those are things that I can do. And those are the things that Our Lady said we can do in order to help bring about conversions and change the course of where the world is headed. What are your thoughts on that? Amen. Game? Don't ever succumb to the temptation of thinking you're trivial. You, you know, you, you probably sit there thinking, man, all these millionaires and rich people and mega celebrities, they got to get together and make these plans. You are way more valuable in God's sight. And I can say that with confidence because you're watching this video, which 99.99% of the world won't care about. But, we're, but you're one of the unbelievably few people who realizes that prayer and sacrifice can change eternity, can change, of course, the whole world. Mm -hmm. You are unbelievably rare. God, is, he's stumbled upon a treasure in finding you, in finding your willingness to pray and sacrifice to alter these events. And you really can't. So don't ever become a defeatist and ever become a quietist. Realize that your efforts can have can bear super abundant fruit. And you do so in faith. You won't see those effects on this side of the grave. You will see them on the day of judgment. Mm. Daniel, that's a perfect that's place for us to end. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we got to have you back. Thank on. you for having me. Yes, anytime I'd be on. All right. Let's end with a prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank awesome. you, Father, and thank you, Doug. God bless you both. Thank, thank you, Daniel. God bless you.